This is Chris from Houston, and you're listening to Drunkards United. Come on, you are. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Um, uh, wellness check on Smokey. Smokey, you don't he okay, hasn't, bud? He hasn't commented a goddamn thing that I've seen all weekend. No, he didn't like the halftime show. And I was like, "Is we were in a bad mood, and he even missed that reference, so I think he blocked it out. Yeah, it, was, it could be. Yeah, it's, it was a lot of hurt that happened. Oh, big time hurt. Whew, not nine, though. Let's start the show. <laughs> Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye. And drink your rye, Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, yeah, the fucking Gooner Graham. Snow of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and uh, the man I work with, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing, buddy? Doing very well, thank you. How are you? I'm hanging in there. And of course, on the ones and twos, a beautiful, beautiful woman that 20 years ago, exactly today, I walked into a flower shop to say hello and introduce myself to my beautiful bride and on the ones and twos producer mel how you doing Aww. girly i love <laughs> uh to bring a little levity into that situation weren't you wearing a trench coat and a very wrinkled shirt yes, yes i was <laughs> driving a beat-up buick mm -hmm. and the internet went red flag red flag run <laughs> run taylor i mean run melissa run yeah, yeah, yeah. i just wanted to make sure we had the full picture <laughs> since this is a comedy show not a love pod and the very they next are... week on our first date, got cheeks. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out wherever you get your pods. And, of course, streaming live every single Monday night. Should you want to chat with us, there are as many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It is at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DUFootballShow at gmail.com to get in touch via email. And I do know what we're going out on an injury time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's another ludicrous track from back in the day. <laughs> uh, producer Mel, you were about to uh, mention the bevy of people on uh, the internet. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of people in the chat room. Most of them are fascinated with my old-timey camera because I'm struggling with the settings. Um, I worked on y'all stuff and not mine, and now it's driving them crazy and driving me crazy. So that looks this, good. This is a reason to watch the show live every week. Mm, there you go. That's it? Nothing else? Um, yep, that's it. <laughs> producer. Producing shit. Get yeah. it done. Not a comment. Not I a, nobody saying anything. it all last week. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've had to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, the train keeps rolling and we're on numero 11, right? Yes. Tell us all about it. Number 11. Uh, this is the Barrel Craft Spirit Six-Year-Old Cast Strength, Batch 35. Um, it clocks in at 117 and a half proof. Should run you around $90 on the shelf. My experience with Barrel is it's usually about $100 on the shelf. Um, panel rating uh, was a 94. 
and it's a blend of straight bourbons. Uh, and your blurb comes from Jeffrey Lindenmuth uh, of the Whiskey Advocate Tasting Panel. And he says, beyond six-year-old uh, bourbon, this also includes seven, eight, and 13-year-olds. Hailing from Indiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee, Barrel has made a tradition of avoiding a standard formula. But what is standard is its remarkable skill at sourcing and blending surprisingly drinkable at this proof. Uh, bourbons. Sweet cornbread and jammy strawberry aromas lead to a palate rich with root beer spices and cinnamon before a finish of drying leather and cacao. I don't necessarily disagree with that. It is a little dry over the mid palate. Yeah. I, I did notice that. Uh, I get more of those root beer and kind of cinnamon spices up front yeah. than I do the cacao Sarsaparilla at the end. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I get that more than I get the chocolate at the end. Uh, this is the best thing I've had from Barrel. But maybe let's see and, what happens with a little ice, because that was my neat. Yeah. Uh, it, it still has quite a bit of heat, good intensity of flavors with the ice. It is uh, actually quite lovely. I think it's way better than the seagrass last year, and the seagrass was number four. Four or something. Yeah, kick its yeah. ass, seagrass. <clears throat> yeah. This is way better, and it's the first. I've talked about Barrel before. It's like, I like it, but it's most of the whiskeys I've had from them are, are decent, but you just don't really kind of know what's going on. The, the bottle's always the same. The label might have a different coloration to it. You don't always know what finish is what, so it's like, always feel like you're chasing a label yeah. with them, you know? And also, I got this from Lax and Beltsville, so I got it right under cost. Nice. Yeah, so they they typically are one of the type of people who will do like the best price in town type of deal. Do like a loss leader to get you in and <clears throat> yeah, almost like Total Wine in, in some cases. I think they do it as a double fingered salute to Total Wine because Total Wine's less than eight miles away from them. Yeah, so I think fair. they do that pricing very specifically to go. Oh yeah, two can play that game, asshole. Yeah, you know. For, they got to be making money on something is the issue. Oh, so. yeah, they do. They do. They make yeah, their money. They, that's what I'm saying. They buy so much. They buy at such a bulk level. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? So they buy at the very best QD that they can buy so they can put it at the best possible price that they can. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I really like this bottle of whiskey. This is a great fucking bottle of whiskey. Yeah, it's pretty it's good. Very... I'm excited to uh, see what this ice does to it in a, in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. um, see if any more of that, uh, that description comes out at all. Um, but yeah, when I had it neat, it was it was very much all that kind of you know, like you said, mm -hmm. sarsaparilla, uh, kind of clove, maybe cinnamon up front. I got a lot of that dryness, that kind of boot leather over the the mid palate. Yeah, it's uh, it's very good. I'm, I was impressed with it for sure, and it does I, not drink 117 and a half. Oh God, no! I mean, it def I mean, it has heat. It definitely has heat. Yeah, but I, I, if if I was if this was blind, I probably would have said somewhere between 95 and 100 tops i would have done over 100 i'd said 105 probably for me yeah. okay uh, but i also i drink i notice hot a lot more than you do like, yeah that's true yeah it's i'll, I'll i'm more sense it's not a it's not a knock on you it's i'm a more sensitive drinker to overproof stuff yeah, and then you start crying and all that oh well, you know <laughs> so, i feel like go? there's a joke at my expense in there somewhere <laughs> 
you wrote it yourself, hon. You wrote it Listen, yourself. after that TV, we told you to run Melissa Run. We didn't need him to yell at me for you to do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know if the TV wasn't fucking talking back to me, the TV wouldn't have had a fucking problem. Now, Red would flag. It Looks like Andy Reid acts like Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Ironically, I was A lot Andy of small Reed. dick energy was, over there. I was Andy Reid in all of the memes, and you were Travis Kelsey. Um, what else should we do, Mr. Graham? I always remember to drink responsibly. All right. Course. Cheers, kids. Let's get into the show. Yeah, the cunt cup doesn't have the same ring. No, it doesn't. That's fine. But uh, it's on the happy face today since we won 6 0. <laughs> He's in a good mood. All right. We open at the top of the league where it is clearly a three horse race. Two sides got professional wins over bottom of the table opponents as the other got a convincing win over a club that handed him a defeat earlier in the season. Manchester City 2, Everton 0, Liverpool 3, Burnley 1, Arsenal 6, West Ham 0. Come on. City never really challenged for a lot of the game until the 70th minute when they finally had their first shot on target, target which was in the back of the net. Yeah, I mean, they, they created chances. They just didn't take those chances the shots were wayward they were blocked they were nothing was clear cut i mean in in this first half at least at all really in the beginning of the second half city row was gonna gonna advance into the final third here and there but everton really had the better of of those chances and actually forced ederson into a save or two Mm -hmm. um the big thing was uh i thought it was quite unfortunate what a great pass from dwight mcneil that kind of little reverse ball through the middle problem was is it fell to godfrey and not one of your strikers because that that little hesitation that little like oh am i supposed to run here the chance was gone it allowed ake to kind of recover and i mean godfrey did everything he could to do his best Luis diaz impression but ultimately ederson came out and gathered i did Um, get a uh, lovely message from hr not a very uh, godly thing that he had to say. Um, <laughs> it was like, if ever anybody should be kicked in the face, it's Ederson. I actually like an Everton player for once. <laughs> I was like, ooh, look at you, Christian man, hating, wanting violence upon another. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. When did the crusade start? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for me, this was... Everton showed some resolution. Now, of course, you've there's been you know the the lovely world of the internet doing. Why aren't they playing? Why aren't they? That was ugly football. Like that's exactly the game plan you need. That's to have the idea, right? When yeah. you're playing, and don't get pissed that you couldn't get a fucking shot on goal. Well, like, here's the thing. Like, think back, <laughs> if you will, because it's a very short in the memory comparison here. You know, think back to what happened. West Ham and Arsenal. Yeah. All they did was ugly it up. It was 11 men behind the ball. You at least had chances. West Ham for 47 minutes, 48 minutes, didn't do anything in that game. Mm -hmm. And then got those two kind of counterattacks, right, to to beat us 2-0 in December. This was almost executed to perfection. It took 70-odd minutes for them to even Mm. find a shot on target. I wonder how the game might have changed if Everton was able to put one in. Like, oh, yeah, because you would have stacked 10 behind the ball and just went Calvert-Lewin, good luck. Yeah. What is – what does Beto just not have any field awareness? What was uh, – I mean, there was one. He was complaining, and he was at yeah. least three yards off sides. Yeah, I I don't know what it was. It was that was bad. That was very bad. 
I couldn't figure out what he was playing at. Yeah, I mean, there were th- the two. He was really offsides. <laughs> I'd let you know probably why Calvert Lewin's the starter and Beto is. Well, and the, the one that he finished sub. was actually the closest one, and he didn't really even protest that much. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was a hell of a finish too. It was a good finish. Uh, he slotted that right home. <laughs> Speaking of the sliding home, credit to Holland. Both goals, damn impressive. Yeah. Like that first goal, there was, was a enough, great strike. There was yeah. enough bodies in the way. Pickford got a hand on it. He just put too much fucking muscle into it. Yep. On his off foot, you know, a hell of a goal. And on the second one, for all the credit we've given Branthwaite this whole season and how well he's looked, still a kid. Well, Holland showed him that. Holland still showed a, him. Holland's still a kid, yeah. also. Yeah. He's only 22 or whatever it is. But uh, I thought what he did was was very intelligent. He's just not big, dumb Viking, me like village on fire, me take your women. Right. He That's not everything he did. That touch he had toward Branthwaite, right, and then cut it back to the outside meant Branthwaite was only ever going to hit him. Mm-hmm. So now Holland's obviously very strong. Branthwaite is very strong as well. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's, he's a five big and he's lad. fucking yeah. big boy. He's a big lad. But you put him in a position then where he may think he's the last defender, even though I think he had coverage on the on what would have been his left running back towards his own goal, so Everton's right-hand side. I think he had somebody running back enough that they probably wouldn't have sent him off, but Holland put that in his head. He had to pull out of that challenge a little bit because mm-hmm. it could have been a straight red. Right. If he follows through with that challenge, could be a straight red. Right. And then things get ugly. Mm-hmm. So I thought what Holland did was excellent. He put Branthwaite in a very bad situation and a situation that became untenable to defend, essentially. Right. Um, and I I mean, that just, I don't know if it's Pep doing that, if it was instinctual, because <clears throat> um, I haven't seen him do something that football IQ genius level mm-hmm. that often. And that was it was very well done. It was a perfect run from him going in behind. And honestly, for Everton, this is not the game you expect to win. You, what you wanted was to get out of it with um, no injuries, no reds, and, and limit the damage. And limit the damage. And this goal nothing, difference is going to come into play. Dyche was in the fucking stands, like like he wasn't on the touchline for this one. And you're you're right. Um, the goal difference will come into play, right? And only one team in the bottom half of the table has as good of a goal differential as them. Right. So put together a couple of wins and suddenly you're sitting in 12th place and there's a lot of teams behind you because of goal differential. Oh yeah. And we appreciate what you did too because with our coupled with our win, mm-hmm. we are now even on goal differential I'm with City. I'm going to mention yeah. all of that it's right fucking, here at so the everything end. you did you did us a, a besides I, not winning. Right. You did us the best favor you could have. So after, when when we get to the end of your game, I'm going to bring up those whole stats and how tight that table is right now. Uh, what I would like to do, and I'm going to do this for my shot, is the commentators made it a point to bring it up multiple times before the game because Jack Grealish was on the bench. And then when Grealish finally got subbed in, they kept saying, uh, you know, by the way, one man, Jack Grealish, cost as much money as the entire Everton starting eleven. Right, I just want that to sink in and remember we are the team that apparently misused their finances for a sporting advantage for for a sporting advantage one guy same cost so our entire fu- we're the ones that apparently got a sporting advantage just putting that one out in the universe here we go <laughs>
I like that he cost more money um, than you probably are in actual debt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. It just, th that just did not get lost on me. It was like, okay, great. <laughs> it's just the way they word stuff. We're the ones with the sporting it's advantage. It's just the way they word shit. And <laughs> the sporting advantage isn't obviously over City. The sporting advantage is over the teams that were relegated. That's right. the, the key. Right. Fair. Obviously, to... to before we get a ton of like, oh fuck you, motherfucker! Da, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. Da, right. da, da. It's a joke. Uh, rumor is is it's satirical, but it's still a joke. Tomorrow or the next day, we're going to hear on the the appeal uh, or the, the new charges. The appeal on on if there are any points that are coming back or not to Everton. All right, good. That is what we're going to hear about. I, I told you what my prediction is. <laughs> You've said it. Five I'd, I'd be times willing. I'd if be... you say it a six time, you're you're out of pocket. Oh you no! I just want to make times. sure Mel's joke had some truth to it. <laughs> I'd want. Uh, I, I'd be willing to put a fiver on it that they'll give you a few back, and then because, and then when the new charges come mm -hmm. to to time to do, they'll take those same whatever they give you back four points six points whatever right. it is they'll take those six points dock you again so you yeah. still are the same 10 points down total the one thing i That's wonder what i think is gonna one happen. thing i wonder though is is are they going to be able to get us and uh forest in before the end of the season because you really can't do it come april like it's gotta you have to make that they have decision to get it done march. yeah it has to be done by march because if you do it in april that could directly affect those clubs absolutely and how they you know it could just completely fuck 100 percent. what i what i really hope though <clears throat> is that these really don't affect the two of y'all honestly i hope that both of you stay up as a result of the despite these things yeah. rather um but they use it as a precedent to throw the fucking book at city and chelsea yeah. right that, yeah, we'll that's see. the hope unfortunately we've and again we've discussed this already they've already have said that they can determine points rules on a case-by-case -case basis which is their way of saying we're not going to do the same thing to city yeah that's exactly what they're saying because well, it doesn't matter because they know it, city and chelsea will go to a super league right and it, they'll walk away well no it's because it's because they're not going to be the ones hearing the case it's <laughs> going to be some next generation lawyer that's wearing diapers right now it's very true <laughs> Because because that case is going to get delayed, 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 delayed. delayed, delayed. That's how it's going to uh, go. Huge flu bug took out a ton of the Reds, and uh, they find themselves level at the half against Burnley. And Burnley didn't play terrible. No, they they weren't bad, but Liverpool definitely grew into the game. Burnley yeah. had a, a few early opportunities, but but uh, Liverpool found their feet yeah. and um, established themselves. And don't get me wrong, both. City and Liverpool won professional matches. They mm -hmm. did it the way, but but against two teams in the relegation I mean, Ch zone. Chelsea match was yeah, but 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 though, but against those teams in the relegation zone, it was just not an impress. Like you beat a team in the top ten that's vying for Europe. That is that beat you earlier in the season. And you beat them soundly. You handed them an ass whooping, just style points, right? They got their wins, but probably should have beat the shit out of Everton and uh, Burnley, respectively, yeah. by the same amount. Like they should have really beat. Both, I mean, they both of them really they, should have. Liverpool definitely had the chances to do so. Um, they they did go in front, remember as well, right? Uh, but it did take them, excuse me, a half hour to do so. Uh, through Diogo Jota again, 
And mm-hmm. a header again. I mean, he times his. He's, he's not a very tall player. Oh. He times his jumps, right? His his leaps to perfection. It seems every fucking time, mm-hmm. and it's really annoying. I remember that remember, he wins so many fucking headers. Remember the mad Australian Timmy Cahill? Yeah, short fucker had the most headers in the prem when he left. Most headed goals in the prem. It just it annoys as is a previous center back. Obviously, yeah. it also and I'm only five eleven. I'm not even super tall, but Jolts I think is like five eight. Yeah, and it just annoyed the absolute fucking piss out of me to the point where you probably right. I would get a red card at some point. So I would just <laughs> elbow him in the fucking throat. Um, as he won another header over me, yeah, precisely, <laughs> it would just make me mad. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it almost. Uh, here we go again with this, right? And uh, and you thought at that point the floodgates might open, but Burnley didn't give up here. What, what's funny, for as great of a header Jota had, Deshaies had her, O'Shea's header, was even was better. Even better. <laughs> it was even so, better. And that was a brilliant he was in, You remember uh, NBA Jam on Super Nintendo? Mm-hmm. From the parking lot! <laughs> See, that, that header was a fucking mile out, yep. wasn't it? It, it was, was an a, absolute Probably 14, too. 15 yards out from goal. And... um. And he just got so much power behind it and directed it perfectly into that top right corner. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. There was there was nothing um, uh, Kelleher could do about it. Yeah, and that, but but into the second half they took over. You know, yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool took over, reestablished themselves again. Um, I, I do want to mention because Captain <laughs> Chaos, I I couldn't believe how he wrapped things up. And this was all four goals were headers actually. Yeah, all four. Now that I think about yeah, it, which is interesting. Luis Diaz, what a- athleticism. Was and Diaz as a header or, yeah. or did he get a foot in? No, I he- it hit off his head because it deflected <clears throat> off the knee underneath the leg. Like He oh, turned okay, his body it. and did like the goalkeeper try to plug up the five-hole move. Right, got and you. And it hit the underside of his leg and bounced up. And he was going with the foot and then readjusted his body. And then and found the head. the head. Yeah, it was a tremendous as, um, acrobatic athleticism. Mm-hmm. But then Darwin Nunez, you got to make mention for Captain Chaos. And for once, I think this may be the first time I've ever seen him touch a ball with control and finesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it was, was lovely. Uh, one thing I'm going to say about Burnley is it's very obvious Burnley are going to go down play in a certain way. And I say go down in just every match they play. They're going to play their style. Yeah. And it's no, ultimately... They're, they're also going to go down it's because It's also of going it. to ultimately send them down. I don't think they mind, and I don't really think... Therefore, while we were wondering if maybe company was losing the team, he's not. They're still playing with desire. They're still good. They're just not as good as the teams they're playing is what it ultimately comes down to. I don't think company's losing his job. Now, if company goes down the championship and has a stinker of a start, yeah, he gets canned, but I have a feeling they're just. They're you think do they're like, going to try to do a Norwich? I think they do come what up, they take do. the money, go down, come back up, take the money, maybe go down again, come back, take the money, actually spend it, and stay in the league. I think they're going to do exactly what they did under Dyche, which was remember those first couple times Burnley came up and down, up and down, up and yeah. down, and then that third time they came up, they spent two the seasons, money they earned. They yeah. got to Europe, mm-hmm. and then they stuck around for another five seasons. So. Yeah. I have a feeling they're going to treat company like Dice. They're going to give him the opportunity to develop this program. So basically what you're saying is three years from now, Chelsea have an opening defeat of 3-0 at home to look forward to. Yes. 
at the hands of Vince's company's uh, burning light. Well called. Well called. Six players score, and it seemed to score in every variety, but three on set pieces. How unfucking Arsenal of you? Five. Five on set pieces? No, five players. Oh, five. I thought Saka it was. had twice. Okay, I thought it was six. Uh, My apologies. One. No, because he had the penalty. <clears throat> then he scored again. Got it. Uh, he scored twice, but Saliba scored first, uh, and then Gabrielle scored the fourth, I think. Because mm-hmm. um, I think both soccer goals were in between that, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't remember right. exactly. It doesn't matter. There was such a gluttony of goals. <laughs> I can't remember when they happened. Uh, <laughs> and it hasn't been often we've been able to say that against West Ham, uh, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, this is what that game in December needed. They started playing that low line again, that low block, right, that we couldn't break down and we couldn't figure out. Once the breakthrough happened and they had to come out a little bit, especially because they were at home, easy to do away like you did against City. Let's continue to shut up shop and limit the damage. We don't expect to get anything from this game. They wouldn't have expected to get anything against us. Right, but at home. Away from home, they can go, fuck it, but we'll, you know, bomb on. Why not? Or, I'm sorry, we'll we'll pack it in. No problem. But at home... When you've got, instead of 6,000 people on your back, you've got 60,000 people on your back. And those people want to see you try. They're going to have to come out a little bit. And that's what happened. Once we got the first goal, those little pockets just started to develop. And in that 17-minute span, or whatever it was, 15-minute span, we end up putting four in. Yeah. And and at that point, it was just, how many are we going to get? It was fucking awesome. So we talked about it with Richarlison last week against Everton. It's worth talking about here. Declan Rice scores against his former club in their stadium, much like how yep. Richarlison did. And it was a fucking screamer. I was mean, great. It was a beautiful it was a fucking goal. fantastic goal. Um, handled, apologetic celebration. Handled perfectly. Sorry about this. Yep, handled perfectly. So I, I heard somebody talking about this today. Um and I, I don't know exactly where I've fallen. Because I understand why people do the apology celebration. But you are a professional athlete. You are paid to do a job. You did your job. Why are you apologizing for doing your job? Do a muted celebration. Right. Like, hey, thanks. You know, all right, we scored whatever, you know, kind of thing. Don't go, you know, like out of by date and run all the way to the away fans and knee slide. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you did for City uh, that time. But the apologizing for doing what you're supposed to do i feel like is isn't great actually uh-huh. and so I, i'm not sure where i fall on it because that's what i heard today somebody was like do it you know a little fist bump or, you know shake the guy's hand that gave you the pass and then walk back to the halfway line fine mm-hmm. but you, you know you don't need to be ripping your shirt off and doing all you know crazy shit but at the same token apologizing for doing your job is unbecoming I I would. What do you think? So I think in the instance, I think it depends on the player's impact at that former club and where you score that goal. Like where Richarlison scored them both in front of the Gladys street end, right? Like, and the Gladys street end applauded him when he scored. They weren't booing. They, I mean, they gave the fucking golfer clap, but they were like, all right, fuck, dude, you know, he was very important and important to the point of, he scored a goal that helped keep us up on the second to last game of the season. Like he's you know that what? kind I think of important. You all saved a bunch of money because he only needs chicken feed. <clears throat> yeah, I heard it's pigeon feed. Thank you very Whatever. much. Whatever, but you didn't need. Uh, right. You didn't the, need to feed him proper meals. I, and I think in the case of Declan Rice, like that is your captain. He's boyhood 
West Ham, you know. So and, he started at Chelsea at like nine, right? Moved then, to West Ham at like eleven or twelve, <clears throat> and came through their academy. Obviously, yeah. captain the club, and then won their won, first won trophy in forty years trophy. with him. So, yeah. I, a European one at that. I think that it's the muted celebration and just the you know. I don't think that they're apologizing necessarily for the goal. I think yeah. they're just saying, "I recognize where I am." I recognize who you all yeah. are, and I like that's it. I don't have an issue with it. I just don't know where I fall now, on if it it's yet. Someone, I, I haven't really decided. Honestly, yet. like uh, Ross Barkley, if he like if he had gotten credited for that goal, like I wouldn't have like he left on bad terms. You know what? Fine, be an asshole to us. Like we kind of deserve it. You know, like if you if you if you didn't leave on good terms, if you're not like a quote unquote club legend or 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 of that kind of like a beloved player, yeah. who cares? Did Who fucking cares? We took 25 shots to their five. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> they only had one shot on target. I think we had 12. <laughs> now, West Ham fans are yelling and screaming about it because, well, West Ham fans yell and scream about everything. We, we know seems, them. We yeah. love them. It's They have an MO. <laughs> it's what they do. Do we need to be concerned about Moyes? Um, I don't think so till the end of the season, at least, because they're Damn. still... Now, there, there's supposedly contract negotiations going on to potentially renew his contract and all that kind of stuff. And he's still in, what, sixth or seventh at, at time of recording? Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually didn't check the league table, um, to be completely honest with you, before we started. <laughs> but I am doing so right now, and I have turned back them dropping to eighth because things are actually quite tight there. Yeah. Um, but they do have a minus six goal differential. I think that's what everybody's upset about. <laughs> that's probably what everybody's <laughs> upset about. Yeah, but think like, about it. Up until like, Damn the- it, we have a worse goal differential Listen, than United. <laughs> up until this game against us, they were better than United. <clears throat> right. Because United won 2-1 against Villa, right? Mm-hmm. So they were at a minus one because now they're at a zero. Right, precisely. So they had a better goal differential than United up until this game. Um, and they're still tied on points with Newcastle, and they're only now five points behind Manchester United. So they're still in the hunt for European place. I, I mean, it, he, it's not like David Moyes is doing a bad job. He just has these kind of fucked up results that make people angry. And his brand of football... It was the same at it's Everton for large happen. portions of his his most successful spell in his career. The first game I watched Everton play uh, besides the FA Cup final against Chelsea was with you. You guys beat us six to fucking one. You mm-hmm. beat the ever-loving dog shit out of us. Yeah, like, occasionally this happens <clears throat> because his... It, it's a, it, it was the blueprint that created Dyche. It was the blueprint that created these kind of Tony Pulis, right. really. Um uh, Pulis was obviously already in the job, in his jobs, and mm-hmm. already had his style. But David Moyes, before those two came onto the scene with with Burnley and Stoke, respectfully, David Moyes was doing this in the Premier League consistently for around eight years before we met any of the other two. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's occasionally it goes wrong. Right. This was one of those times. Yeah, here's it, uh- it, but it doesn't. You know ultimately anti-football works right and he you got to remember paqueta's out you know cunha's at afcon cunha was at afcon and just came back or you know whatever um there's a few players that are uh, antonio the battering ram is injured yeah uh still been out for what two and a half months or something Mm -hmm. you know so far so there's a lot of factors around west ham that 
that will get more positive soon. Right. 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 I'm just glad it didn't happen <clears throat> before we played them. Yep. Now, uh, one thought on that, and then I want to kind of look at everything as a whole, is, and like Scotty, Smokey, you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, okay? But what I've noticed is the success of West Ham in recent history was Pellegrini, Allardyce, and Moyes. And all three of them played a very defensive style. And all three of them lost their jobs ultimately because the supporters were yelling and screaming that they wanted to see a more attractive style. Maybe know who the fuck you are and be who the fuck you are. Because when when you've played tighter, rougher, blue-collar kind of football, your team has seen the best successes were those guys. That's well, when they were doing their best. And that's the thing. Much like Everton, West Ham are a blue-collar club. <clears throat> right. They were founded by iron workers. Yeah. One that my father was an iron worker. Mm -hmm. I've never hated on West Ham. I've had a bit of a soft spot for them because of that simple fact. Um, there's nothing wrong with having blue-collar roots and being that club, being that team. That's okay. Do that. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Although, if you don't want to and you want to play more expansive, I really enjoy beating a club like a redheaded guy from Massachusetts that now lives in Arizona as if I was his stepfather. <laughs> all right. Now, looking at all three of the clubs at the top, like I said, this is absolutely a three-horse race. They are separated. The three clubs are separated by two points and one goal and goal differential. Arsenal and City are sitting level. And we all still have to play each other. Uh, me, us, and me. You and me, me and Liverpool are done, Mel. Okay. You and City have us, to face each other. Liverpool and, and City, City have, have to face each other. other. Right. Us and, and Liverpool are the only fixture that's done here. And again, what you've already got under your belt is you beat both of them in your building. Yep. That is right. It's like, huge. It's huge, huge because you've you've it's, always said that. I'll tell you now, it's huge. The Joe, the Joe, very well done. The Jose Mourinho thought process is go to their building and get a draw. Uh -huh. Both of them went to your building and did not get a draw. I'm also you pretty went sure to Liverpool's yeah. building and you got a draw. <laughs> if you can go to City and get a draw, I'm pretty sure both of them still have to play Spurs. <clears throat> yep, a now fully functional Spurs since mm -hmm. Sun's back, Sar's back, which Absolutely. obviously will come on to their well, game. But um, just in the in the context of that title race, I think they still have to play them. Manchester United aren't back. Calm down, Ray. Mike, we'll talk. We'll get to them in Oso. Everybody cause, relax. Cause no, it's but what exactly I'm, where they belong? But Manchester United are playing better. Yeah, and in a derby, you if a team's playing okay, you could throw form out the window. Right. Liverpool, I think, still have to play Manchester United again. Liverpool still got to go to fucking Goodison. Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're 10 million quid. Maybe you yeah. can find find. Yeah. Somebody for ten million. Although, although uh, there's of course yeah, up until of, recently, Jesse Lingard was out of contract. You could have signed him. No, why no, didn't you? No. Jay Lings. No, come on, no. bro, get it in. Yeah, exactly. The, Whatever this violent scissor motion is. <laughs> heard violent scissoring. The yeah, Jay Lings. Jay Lings. One of the things that's going on because Luton and Liverpool have gotten pushed to the midweek for next week because of um uh the League Cup final. Then there's, yeah, I think it's the League Cup final. But then there's it's that. usually in February, and then probably. There's is. Also, um, potential with Europe as well. There is talk 
that Liverpool will be pushed all the way back to the midweek before the last game of the season. With y'all? Uh-huh. Oh, damn. That means I hope you suck until then and need it to stay up. Uh, no. Because that would help me out tremendously. <laughs> <laughs> Given but, the current situation, and if that's the fixtured lineup, yeah, the best thing that could happen to me is Luton are in 18th. Mm-hmm. You're in 17th, separated by two points, even on goal differential. <laughs> and we need that. When we need that. you stay. Yeah. That's Draw. Could be potential for trouble. I, I can tell you what I very much want for the uh, last game of the season, because our last game of the season is in your building. I want it to be exactly like the last time we had oh, the last game of the shame. season in your building, where where we've already gained uh, safety, and you've already won the league. And so you'll clap we'll us every, when be, we beat you 9-0. And, and we'll yeah. just be drunk and singing Spirit <laughs> We're of the Blues at the top here. of our lungs. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you score, we'll start singing our song. It's just really, ah, we don't give a shit. Y'all just do the guard of honor for us <laughs> yeah. leading up to the yeah, stage. Yeah. yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, it'd be exactly <laughs> what it would be. That would be the dream. I didn't know. I didn't know that we played each other the last game of the season. We do. Now I hope that the week prior to the last game of the season, you need that scenario. Speaking of us already, turning our attention to the bottom of the table, where it's starting to get really tight. And uh, maybe some clubs aren't done fighting yet. Sheffield 3, Luton 1, Newcastle 3, Forest 2. That's a mute point. (laughs) Blades? You bring it up. That's a mute point. (laughs) Blades did show some fight. Yeah. They're they're not Norwich. They did it last time, too. Chris Wilder was in charge, and they went down. Uh, They had a great result or two uh, in the second half of the season, and then ultimately went out with a, a... shadow of a doubt they were done i will say i think that they dug themselves too much of a hole to be honest with you i i tend to agree but also um bad loss for the hatters oh yeah big that's time. the one you gotta win in your building with a chance to everton already lost that day a chance to grow the point the lead security yeah. and you came i've never you. heard of a lead described like that yeah. that's brilliant point security point security <laughs> yeah it's like one time i heard andy brassel the uh uh Big European pundit, uh, English guy. Yep. Described, couldn't remember the guard of honor term, mm-hmm. and described uh, the players doing a guard of honor as a corridor of applause. <laughs> I mean, because he couldn't think of the words for guard of honor. It's no squad freshness, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Corridor of applause. Yeah, corridor of applause. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you squad just Squad freshness. No, the other one. What did you just say? <laughs> Uh, point I, security. Point security. Yeah. <laughs> Not think, a lead. It's just, point security. I, think we I just, like that. I think we just found the title of the show. I like that. <laughs> um, I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, I got to tell squad you. Squad freshness is funnier than yeah, squad, squad freshness. Squad freshness is good. Uh, the, uh, but the, the signs were there from the off, right? Right. I mean, who was it? J- James uh, McAtee won it. Yeah, scored Third, quick. Well, 30 seconds in, yeah. had a chance. Didn't score yeah. from it. But had a had a chance that was on target. And, and or, well... I think I blocked actually just wide, but the shot itself was on target. Right. Uh, but needed an intervention. Um, I mean, they they were on it from the jump shot for United in this game. Really. So before you get to the second goal, I want to. Uh, this is the question that I want to ask, and which really is basically the whole conversation piece of this game. Um, were either one of those handballs for you? Either penalty? If there's no VAR, no. But in the context of the last two, three years, yeah. 
Yeah, because they have been on a relatively regular basis. Yeah, it's. I, but as a as a student of the game and having been a player for the better part of thirty years now, if that was called against me, I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah, the 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 part I dislike is that it's if it hits any part of the arm, quote unquote, under in like, the sleeve or whatever right, their that, that, that's fucking a made up metric is. Where the fuck are they supposed to put their arms when they jump? Right, like, that's how there's you, a difference. How you jump? Right, there's a difference between somebody who's jumping and their arms are here as they're trying to head the ball. The ball comes down, and hits their arm, right, and then there's the guy who goes like this and puts his hand above his head right. as he's jumping. That's clearly somebody putting their hand in the way. But in most of these, in both both of them mm-hmm. was guy jumped up in the air, had his hands at his side. The other person won the header, headed it down into their arm. In both instances, got caught. I was like, well, the first, neither the first, should have been a handball. The first guy jumped, but by the time the ball touched his arm, it was down here again. And it's like just because that's normal fucking body mechanics. Yeah, and precisely. And that's what. Oh, it's not a natural position. What is that? Who jumps like a pencil? Right. Fucking nobody. Right. Precisely. It's ridiculous. In, I, I hate everything about it, but in the context of VAR, it's, it's what's not being surprising. Called. It's being yeah. called. In, it's and, not surprising. And I will give credit that at least they called it for both. That it yeah, happened. Fair the exact same handball yeah. happened. Well, for me, the exact same not a handball happened. <laughs> and both got called as handballs. Right. So at least that's a wash. But also, in the context of the game, Sheffield doesn't score that second goal and go up 2 nothing. How does that game change? Right, especially in in Kenilworth Road, right? Precisely. That, so that building has been proven to be a bit of a cauldron recently. Absolutely. Um. So if if that decision goes against them, does Sheffield United start to go? Oh fuck! Another one of these where they don't care. Right. Right. You know. Right. Precisely. And uh, speaking of what was a cauldron and is definitely not a cauldron anymore, the fucking city ground. That was a demoralizing defeat for Forrest because. You draw level twice, and you've you seemingly got the point right. You're playing them tough. You're getting chances, and then there's that just like pitiful giveaway. Just, I mean, it was what an ill-advised ball to play. Gut punch of a third goal. Yeah. Like what? A, and Alanga was one of the better players on the field for most of the game. <laughs> Took his goal really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote down because it obviously uh, uh, this game. No, it was the this was the primetime game on. Saturday, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. I, so I wrote down a lot of uh, descriptors that would have been used on Scott Van Pelt's uh, and the late, um, who was the guy that died? Stewart. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what was his name? I know Three it's SPN. Stewart. I'm forgetting his first name. I wrote down a bunch of... Um, Stewart Scott. Stewart Scott. His first name is Stewart. I wrote down a bunch of uh, ESPN football descriptors. Mm-hmm. What do you need? Oh. Uh, uh, for this, it says a good counter from Forrest, straight up the guts of Newcastle, like a hot knife through butter, and a finish that was as cool as the other side of the pillow. Not wrong, because it was. Yeah. And then for him to spaz so hard, uh, for that third goal, I mean, Alanga was that hoop. I've never once, and I've played right back a fair few times, never once thought to play that ball. Yeah. To my center midfielder. Facing his own net 25 yards from goal. Yeah. Ever. Terrible. It's it, it's a stupid... Just clear it. Just clear your lines. Well, what's even just get rid of the force, fucking ball. Force, your, your two main guys come back and they both score goals. And, and at it's, home. But it's not like... It's, it's not like Newcastle weren't pushing. 
they were all there. Like you had to rush for a reason. Right. So just clear your lines. Just get rid of it. Yeah, just you're not the best footballing team in the. It's not like you're the. It's not like you're Manchester City and you got undone this one time for the season. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're right. not the best footballing team in the country. Why are you doing this? And and Gimaresh obviously got on top of it. Um, and, and then the Forest defense retreated and gave him all the space and time in the world. Mm-hmm. And he just made it fucking happen. Yep. It was easy. But a brace from uh, Bruno as but well. His first goal is what I really want to talk about mm-hmm. because uh, – not the the training ground routine was so good that Kieran Trippia was able to overcome a hospital ball <laughs> to him from the short corner mm-hmm. to put that cross in. And Gimaresh, I mean, it wasn't as acrobatic or I don't want to say beautiful because that's harsh. Because mm-hmm. actually, Gimaresh's was probably more beautiful, but the technical level of the strike for Paulo Di Canio for West Ham back in the day when he had far post he opened his body up midair but did you remember his left leg went way up and then that right footed volley into the far corner yep it was the exact same strike of the ball but Guimaraes is Brazilian and it just looks prettier yeah he also didn't have that left leg to get over it um but it also wasn't when he struck it, it wasn't as as high above his waist either. But what what great technical ability! What what beautiful! And you could see him literally watch it into his foot. Yep. Uh, you know, it was it was excellent. Newcastle's getting healthy, and Newcastle's starting to look real good. Yeah, they're really starting to look good. Uh, for Forest, which we knew was going to happen, right? We knew this eventually. Was we knew yeah. it would. Um, same thing with Spurs. We knew eventually they'd start to get healthy and people would be back and they'd, and they'd be, be okay. Fine. Yeah. Right. We're starting to see that now. We're just hoping um, Big Ange didn't have a heart attack eating all them pies before, <laughs> right, before it did. <laughs> now for for Forrest, though, this is your home ground is no longer the, the fortress that it was. You're playing well, but making dumb mistakes to lose games. Yeah, this is... This is the kind of shit that when you're in a relegation battle, every little thing can start to fucking affect you, you know? It really can. It's starting to show with them. It is really starting to show with them. I, I do think hudson Adoy though, was it from his cross? I might be wrong about mm-hmm. the player. But uh, I do think they may have been. Oh, no. You know what? It wasn't. It was, um, a, was it a longest pass to... Um, I won ye? I think it was, yes. Um, who I thought they might have been a little unlucky. To uh, not be awarded a penalty. Mm-hmm. I think Dubravka raised his arm, and even in the stumble, especially from the side angle, mm-hmm. I don't think that bar that ball was too far gone. If he wasn't impeded, I think Awonye had a chance to keep that ball in play. It, I I thought that I'm it okay was, with the no call. Don't yeah, get me I wrong. I think it was fifty fifty. I think it was but, two players going for the ball. But right, but yeah. Dubravka, the ball never left the ground. <clears throat> Is the concern and Dubravka went two handed and then raised that hand that tripped Awonye. Um, the referees are going to say the ball was already gone; it's inconsequential, doesn't matter. It's like an uncatchable pass in the NFL, oh, right? You of know, course. whatever, no problem. Um, but uh, I, I just, I think that that they're a little bit lucky to survive that. Like I said, I'm okay with the no call, but in this VAR, we've already spoken about these other handballs. In this VAR context over the last couple of years, I think they're pretty lucky to uh, Newcastle are to escape not having conceded that penalty. 
So what do we think? Everton, Luton, Forest, Palace. That's the four teams square in the uh in the relegation battle. For that, to one, spot. For that one spot. Mm. Yeah, because Brentford have been playing better. Fulham uh, they, got a nice win. They kept hold of Ivan Tony. Fulham got a good win. Uh, particularly which we're going to come on to about Fulham's win. There there's a, a big point about this game that that's huge for I them. I think it's going to be the same thing that I wanted to bring yeah. up as a point, so we'll get to that. So yeah, um, those four those four though, huh? But yeah, it's probably those four for now. I mean, that, obviously the the bottom of the table is relatively tight and in 2-3 weeks you could add somebody else into the mix. Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Fulham 3, Bournemouth 1, Tottenham 2, Brighton 1, Brentford 2, Wolverhampton 0, Man United 2, Aston Villa 1, Crystal, I mean, Chelsea 3, did a mel there. Chelsea 3, Crystal Palace 1. That's an inside joke. She's been confusing those two teams like crazy lately. She keeps saying we lost in the FA Cup to Crystal Palace. I was like, no, you lost to fucking Chelsea. We knocked Crystal Palace out of the FA Cup. Same difference, right? <laughs> and that's I mean, her positions close. <laughs> um, here is exactly what and I have a feeling you're going to bring up the exact same t- thing. Munez with the brace, a yeah. scrappy guy to find goals in the box when they don't have uh, Jimenez doing it. This is what they have been desperately needing. I mean, he was he was third favorite for that first goal. Mm-hmm. Was it the first goal? Um. Kind of no, Bobby De, uh, De River Reed had the first goal. Yeah, he, and then he it had was the, the it was two. the second goal, um, the the middle goal that it was kind of a deflected cross, and uh, you had somebody was coming back to be there. The goalkeeper could have been coming out mm-hmm. as well, but he would have been third favorite to get to that ball, and somehow got his studs to it and just put it just beyond. Yep, the goalkeeper. It was it was absolutely fantastic. My point of this game was they were two 0 up at halftime. Right? Much like they were against Burnley. They didn't give it away. Much like against Burnley, they gave it away very early in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave away that equal, uh, not equalizer, but the, the half uh, half goal um, to have their lead. And instead of capitulating like they did against Burnley, they fucking stepped up and was it 14 minutes maybe? If even that, come down immediately and responded. Score again. Right. Yep. And, and go, you know what? We're not doing this again. Right. And that showed growth. That showed a learning from this situation. We're not going to do that again. And that's huge. That's fucking massive. Hmm. When you're coming up against, you know, the last two months haven't been particularly kind to Fulham. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're looking for is that growth and togetherness and, and spirit, not letting their heads drop, right? right? As you're coming into the, the business end, where you thought maybe there was an idea they could get tugged into the relegation battle. Mm-hmm. Now, really after this performance, I go, you know what? They're probably okay. They've got a they decent learned defense. from that situation. They should be all right. They learned from that situation, and they got better. <clears throat> yeah, I, I tend to feel the that same. Thing. That was the, the big takeaway from this game, in my opinion. And uh, I think Bobby Dacre over Reed was the best player on the pitch by far. Yeah, um, he was fucking excellent. Willian was the, fucking eighty-year-old. Willian was very good as well. Mm-hmm. Very uh, much agree. Game. Yep. And for Bournemouth, is this really the game you care about? No, no, certainly like, isn't. When, when when the games you're supposed to win in your building and nothing else really matters, you'll be safe. Get ready to go at them again next year. You know. 
that it's nothing it's simple. Heard nothing else matters. Um, massive, massive three points for Spurs, especially the way that they got it right at the fucking death. This game should have been 10-9, 9-8. Oh, Jesus, yes. Something like that. There were so many was, fucking chances. It was ridiculous. At least it felt that way. It was the old uh, Tark the Shark UNLV fucking running rebels yeah. fucking uh, versus, what was it, Mount St. Mary's. Something. We're going to play 154 to 151 in college basketball because we <laughs> nobody's defending. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I need to look it up because I want to see exactly how many... Uh, chances there were in the game because it felt like every 30 seconds the the tenor of the yeah of the uh announcers went, oh, no, no, no. oh like it yeah. was like there were so many chances so let's take a gander uh real seriously this says brighton only had six shots spurs had 16 and shots on target were six to uh six to three uh in favor of spurs i felt like there was there were so many chances it was ridiculous mm-hmm. maybe it's just because they got in such good positions um and then the saves that the goalkeepers did make were excellent right 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 nobody made just like a routine you know pat it down bang catch it let's move on every save was very good so mm-hmm. the actual chances were phenomenal that maybe skewed my opinion of this, um, but I, I legitimately thought this game was like on a fucking knife's edge, like big time. Now, with the way, well, uh, you also think about the way that it finished too dramatically, a winner at the like ninety. I mean, that's true minute, too. Like, yeah, that's also going to sway how you think about it. But and two players that were gone in their continental tournaments getting mm-hmm. on there. Uh, you had Pepe Sar with his goal, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, and then um, from a no, that wasn't Sans Cross, was it? Uh, no, that was a good finish off of a save. Yeah. Was Pepe Sar. Yeah. Uh, and then um, uh, Son with a brilliant ball. What a, a devastating counterattack to yep. Brennan Johnson, who finished uh, uh, yep. very well after being dropped to the bench in favor of Dejan Kulisevsky. Um Brighton now finds themselves uh, outside of the European spots. Yep. There's Someone's not going to make it, unfortunately. There are eight really decent, decent teams, clubs yeah. that did well i mean united doesn't really count but they're gonna somehow <laughs> figure out a way to be there they always do they always fucking do. rats um, fucking rats but uh so for the seagulls it might be gotta go win fucking europa gotta go fucking get them like that's it's gonna be gotta, hard because west ham are there <clears throat> and um so are uh liverpool oh yeah liverpool are there yeah. too so and nah, they, last time they 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 haven't won that for ages. Yeah, but it's fucking the whole clippity clop thing, and you know they're gonna <laughs> clippity clop. They're gonna they're gonna suddenly fucking care about that trophy, you know? Like you know how? Well, the know, last time they were in the final was only a mere what three four years ago, whatever it was, and the, but they came up against Sevilla. Yeah, the fucking <clears throat> Europa League masters. So, so what? So what you're saying is is oh well now they'll be in they're in Conference League. Is that they should be happy that Aston well, Villa is in Conference League? They should be happy Sevilla and Villa are in Conference League. Right now, the uh, the other th- thought there though too is uh, the for for Liverpool specifically is because it's his swan song. They want him. He essentially they're going to pull a Jose Mourinho shit on the tournament the entire time, and then when they win it, go, oh my god, it's the greatest honor ever. Yeah, that's how they Duh. roll. A solid win for the bees. Uh, real quick, yeah. before we do that, 
Jose Mourinho has been doing the rounds like in every city he's ever coached in. I don't know if y'all have seen this. Oh, yet. yeah, we've been seeing it. Since he, yeah. So he was in Barcelona for mm-hmm. a little bit and then he kind of popped week. up in Manchester, right? Doing your five thing. No, I'm not because mm-hmm. I'm bringing something new to the table at the mm-hmm. end of this. This is just the context for Klopp is leaving. Use his real name, Clippity Klopp. <laughs> Windy Klopp. Jose Mourinho felt disrespected by Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Jose Mourinho says he has unfinished business at Manchester United. Would it be the furthest thing in the world if he's just trying to set himself up to take the Liverpool job to piss everyone off at Manchester United? Oh, that'd be funny. That would be very funny. <laughs> just in the context of Klopp leaving, because when I made these comments about Jose, mm-hmm. I don't know that Klopp was, had announced yet. This might have been going back two, no, three weeks. Right. He hadn't. So just to set it up is the only reason I brought that up. Are we tipping Jose for you heard it here first, folks? Heard. Are well, we tipping Jose for that, the Liverpool a, job? I it's the exact opposite of what their uh of what their team is. I really just want to get Russ <laughs> to want to kick someone in the face again. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Right. I want the cruise I want him to start sharpening his sword. So I'm sorry. Like I said, solid the rest win of Oso that happened. So solid win for the bees who honestly really, really needed it. Wolves really seemed to push the match, but it also didn't help that Mateus Cunha goes out in the twentieth minute with a hamstring pull. Well Brentford had a lot of the play in the the opening stages. Yeah. Um but Wolves did grow into the game a touch. Like you said uh, with Cunha going out, I mean, what what were they really going to do? Well, Pedro Neto Wang, did his goddamnedest. But. Wang was supposed to play, but uh, pulled up with an injury from from. But Asia. the game had a headache? Yeah, the game had a headache. <laughs> exactly. My Wang was supposed to play, too, but Carly had a headache, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> so God. I just played with it myself. <laughs> Got her with that one. I have a headache right now. <laughs> He's going out of town for three days over Valentine's Day. You got to give it to him. Come on. Shit, I have a fucking headache. <laughs> uh, it felt like Wolves were really trying to push and get in this, and then, of course, they had the one goal called back. Well, they and- did, and that's, I mean, if he had a pedicure like you do regularly, it would have been fine. Wouldn't would have been a problem. Barely off. Oh. This is why I kind of like Arsene Wenger's daylight idea, mm-hmm. and I'm glad he's Le Prof is on... Uh, on the old IFAB. I also found it interesting uh, during the African Cup of Nations final, Johnny Infantino, cunt that he is, was sitting on his phone in the front row of their box, Arsene Wenger peering over his shoulder, looking at his phone, reading everything he was doing. Observing Eagle. Oh, I like it. Arsene Wenger's doing a screw job. Wenger looks like it. Wenger looks like like a bird. (laughs) He's doing the screw job. I like it. Uh, He's already ruined Harry Kane's trophy hole by selling Granite. uh, 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 Instructing Granite Jock is probably a good idea to go back to Germany. Right. Of course. I love everything about it. I'm fucking in. Um, This is great. Like you were saying, this, this win for Brentford, it starts with Tony being there. You're kind of like, okay, this is. They're going to probably be all right. Yeah, Fleckett actually had to make two really good saves in this game as well. Um, where if I was, if I was Fleckett, I would have said, I, I'd look at my defense and go, "What the fuck are you cunts doing?" 
Like, how many great saves do I have to make over the last three weeks? I really need you all to do your part here and start fucking making it happen. And and they just aren't. Like, yeah. his defense occasionally just shit the bed. <clears throat> yeah, precisely. And he has to make an amazing save. Uh, so let's keep it rolling. Uh, going on to United now, five unbeaten. I remember when they went on the run. Four bowl. draws and a win. Yeah. No, <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Four wins and a draw. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They they did this earlier in the season, and it was just the most unimpressive stuff ever. Now, I will give them this. It's a gutsy fucking win at Villa Park. Yeah, because they didn't play very well. Villa had chance after chance after chance this after was, chance. This was the exact same game that they lost against Newcastle. Villa had chances. They just weren't putting Big them in time. the net. Just not putting him in the back of the night. By the way, producer Mel, uh, go ahead and hop on in here. You need to uh, pick your poison for Malort. That's exactly what I was about to say. Well done, <laughs> Sam. I didn't even see the shit get poured yet, mate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pumpkin spice. Ooh, the worst one. Well done. Losing a Man United does that to people. She a basic white bitch. Come on. <laughs> Did you shake it up? I want all the sediment. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Shaking it up. If it doesn't feel chunky. Motherfucker. You now have lost three in a row at Villa Park when you were actually cruise control and probably the <sighs> the best ground in the in in the country at the time. At the time, and, probably yeah. And now have lost three in a row at home. I don't even know what to say. Mm -hmm. uh, I personally think the first goal never should have been allowed. Um, it had dubious setups, and there was offsides issues, and the refs are clearly against Villa because they just can't handle anybody infiltrating the big six. Okay. Anyone buying that one? No. no. Did, did you do any research and find out what the fuck uh, Douglas Louise's issue, why he did the shimmy at Onana? I, I couldn't find a reason. He normally dances after every goal, and so it just could be they were trading moves back and forth. It was a hell of a shimmy. Yeah, it, you could say that. I thought it was a bit premature for oh, yeah. the context then, of the game. I'm just then, wondering if there losing. was some shit talking. Yeah. Was there a no, conflict I, that happened? I don't know that it was directly at Onana, was it? Or did he say that? Or was it no, at there the, was nothing said about it. Because it was, there, it was yeah. the second half, obviously, when he equalized. But it was, it was right in that, front of the goal. It was Normally, just, it was a player right always goes away yeah, but he from just, the he goal. Just, Drop straight to one knee right away. Yeah, and he just shimmied. Like it was just like full emotion getting out. I don't know. It was just Feel, weird. Just feels like there was some intent yeah. behind that. You know. No. Nope, it's also a odd celebration. Just a premature celebrating when uh, we're gonna lose by one goal at home. Not okay. Not cool. But <sighs> you know, there's ups and downs. <laughs> he had a chance to make it two-two. By the way, yeah, later on, and he fluffed his lines. There was, a, there was a lot of opportunities that we had that we didn't capitalize on. Uh, it was a very disappointing finish. And if we want to consider ourselves to be, you know, a top-of-the-table team, we should play like it. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, you're not wrong. It was... I mean, you did have fucking chances, though. I mean, Onana made two, again, two very good saves, which was surprising, to say oh, the least. yeah, he was very on his game. Um, was, uh, I made the joke to Sam, oh, Nana. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Every time we went for a goal, mm, no, Nana. Nah, nah. Here's a thought. 
And I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> right. uh, throw this out here now, even though I'm going to say it again on uh, injury time. United is quote unquote, you know, they're back. They're totally going to fuck it off at Kenilworth Road against Luton. Right? I'm sure they are. It's yeah, definitely going to happen. Uh, There's really no doubt in my mind. <laughs> Palace, Palace and Chelsea. Um, I like what you have to say right off the jump there. So go ahead and go for it there. It's a ridiculously boring first half yet again from teams that should be doing much better. Well, I mean, Palace not just, so much just because... Yeah, but they're at home, and they've got that other 19-year-old in. everybody, though. They've got Eze's replacement debuting or mm, whatever he was. Right. <laughs> it was just so boring. Chelsea couldn't capitalize on anything. Mm-hmm. It was just fucking pitiful. And then... Jefferson Lerma pops up <laughs> oh. with an absolute screamer. And if it wasn't for that, I probably would have turned the game off. <clears throat> what a fucking hit. But unfortunately for uh, for Palace, someone who was only there on loan, so he had no reason not to celebrate. Uh, Connor no Gallagher, necessary. Connor Gallagher scores a brace. Yeah. And Chelsea just walk away with it at the end. I, I we we talk well, about both how, goals happen in like two minutes yeah, at the end. We talk about how Forrest's um, loss was demoralizing, even more so for Palace because you're missing all your guys, yeah. and now you're back against the wall, going to Goodison next week where you have to win. Well, the the kick in the nuts is the Enzo goal. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Gallagher gets the winner in in uh, ninety plus one in the ninety first minute. But the the really the the kick in the nuts happens three minutes later. I think it was in the ninetieth plus four mm-hmm. uh, when Enzo just marches down. Because normally you go, oh fuck, you know it's the bigger team. Oh, we finally got over the line. Okay, let's take it to the corner. Let's see this out. City, do that. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the corner and see this out. Nah, Enzo was like, fuck that. I'm gonna dance. I'm gonna make you jump around like a fucking idiot, and then I'm yep. gonna put it over you and into the top left corner. No problem. From eight yards out. Uh, for no reason. They didn't need to do that. They just did it to be dicks. Yeah. I'd <laughs> and I'm here for it. That's funny. However, uh, that is detrimental to Crystal Palace's mental state. It, it's it's like the uh, the old boxer from the Knot commercials. Jumping around the room like a fucking clown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Knot Irish. I miss that brand. That was a good brand. Uh, um, but, it, it you know... It, <sighs> From a Palace perspective, the way they played a majority of that game, it's just kind of a bit of a damp squib in it. Don't you just go, eh, well, fuck. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. It just yeah. compounds everything. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. <laughs> the, and yeah, it, it's. I, I'm worried for them. The walls are starting to close in. I worry. And I don't even. I don't even know if getting rid of Roy is the answer. If that would, ch- I don't think it would give them a bump. They're missing too many fucking key players. They're in a bad fuck way right now, man. Agree. Sure money. <sighs> I'll just give you my couple losers now because mm-hmm. I'm over it. And it says, why couldn't the Everton just roll over and die appropriately? <laughs> Yeah, no, they only died a little. Now, I did lose a different leg of mm-hmm. the weekend, but that was the first one, <laughs> the first leg of my entire weekend, and I had already failed. It already failed. Because you just couldn't roll over and die appropriately. Well, you know. Nine-way parlay. 
Not good gambling. I don't there doubt it is. that. <laughs> there it is. Finally. There you go. You found the right button. Do you know what I don't need to do? What's that? I don't need to put a bet into the cup of losers because oh, you finally because, won one. Well, um, you told me stop playing so conservative, go for the go for the fences, and I played conservative, and I find myself now chipping away at my total, and I am only down four hundred and forty three dollars. Big Sam's luck of the week. Gonna like this even number, kids. Did you know twenty percent of the time works a hundred percent of the time, motherfucker? <laughs> I'm going to do it again. Two road dog favorites. I'm taking Arsenal over Burnley and Villa over Fulham at plus 199. Nice and simple. Not overthinking it. Okay. Good for you. I like that. Betting against Villa helps me out. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. And of course, I betted for Villa. I said Villa to beat Fulham. Damn it. I don't think that's what he said. Anyway. Check the audio. All right. I'll try again. I've got bad email. <laughs> I can't try to tyrant appropriately. I'm just not that person. I'm too nice, Mel. <laughs> anyway, uh, Pat says, uh, hitting parlays and popping champagne. <laughs> that's his uh, subject line. This is the email. Hello, guys. I hope you all had a great Super Bowl Sunday. I definitely finished out the NFL season on a high note, winning some pretty big bets. And on top of that, I hit my parlay on the show. So I'm only down $1,570 now, and I'm going to I'm gonna roll with another four-game parlay this weekend. I'll take Liverpool over Brentford, Arsenal over Burnley, Tottenham over Wolves, and City over Chelsea. On a hundred dollar bet that pays out three hundred and forty bucks. You guys have a great week, and I'll talk to you later. That's not a bad so bet. He had to say, no, it's not. But he could have got better odds had he done what I did. Okay, okay, because uh, I'm now down a thousand and forty seven dollars. I don't think I updated that when I put my couple losers in. You're soon um, going to be in that uh, Pat struggle. You and Pat battling. No, for who's because the worst. I'm gonna. Uh, it's going eighty percent down. Mm-hmm after this weekend it's only a four-way parlay it's actually quite simple it's liverpool over brentford arsenal over burnley villa over fulham newcastle over bournemouth where i got helped out is three of Get those it the fuck together sam nope, three of those four games are away wins mm-hmm. so the stats are a bit better <clears throat> that's both of mine are away wins plus 802 yep there you go that's and before bad. i leave your house i'm putting real money on it <laughs> Because I think that is going to happen very legitimately. There we go. Uh, so I will take 80% of my debt away, and I think I will be in a very good spot. Also, not really concerned if I don't, because somebody won a lot of money on uh, one of the pools he was in. a boy. I had a very sexy square of a uh, zero for the 49ers and a nine for the chief. No, three for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And uh, one halftime half for... Um, uh, uh, five hundred, mm-hmm. and then won the third quarter for three hundred fifty. There you go. Not Very too good. shabby. Not too shabby at I'll all. Take it. And I should be be handed a envelope full of money tomorrow. You, you know who's not too shabby? <laughs> who's that? The fucking chicken. <laughs> well, kitty hit again with the 
Chelsea win and sits at one and nine. So this week I gave Kitty West Ham traveling to Nottingham Forest. Now Kitty showed me a photo on her Snapchat of her playing a round of golf with Billy Horschel. Kitty has a Snapchat. <laughs> and Westwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, these pro golfers may not be household names to you, but Kitty knows Billy is an iron and Lee loves Forrest. <laughs> so it would look like Kitty is taking a draw this week. Hmm, very interesting. I got to admit, kind of surprised Kitty wasn't at the Super Bowl yesterday. Yeah, I know. But uh, if she was at the Super Bowl, do you know what she would have been telling everybody? What? Gamble legally and responsibly. Oh, very good. All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Mr. Graham, any parting words? Um, Congratulations to the Ivory Coast who fired the Coast mid-tournament to end up winning the fucking thing as hosts. Seriously? That's they, fantastic. They won the entire tournament uh, beating Nigeria yesterday. That uh, was fantastic stuff. Yeah. Uh, well done to them. Um, there is a, uh, a D-back I got, but not for an actual cunty reason. Okay. Mm. Go for it. It's just annoyed the piss out of me. And I, <laughs> the, uh, the whole football, soccer, uh, American football thing is like, it's gone on too long. Like, I'm kind of over it, especially with... Mm-hmm. All the new commercials popping up with Peyton and uh, David Beckham and all that, like, over the last few years. Guy Fieri and uh, Gordon. Yep, fuck it. I'm over it. You're exactly right. Those two, fuck you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So sick of it. Uh, It just didn't need to be done. And Gordon Ramsay putting on Guy Fieri's chain, obviously, very obviously, because no. he doesn't dress like that. No. Right. He had a brass knuckle fucking medallion yep, of on course. it. No, but we need more of Ted Lasso watching Messi on a beach. I did like that. That was pretty good. That was fun. Uh, worth but I mentioning. Was God damn it. That's not football. Right. <laughs> Fuck off, man. I oh, God bless it. How cr- cringe can you be oh. for... Lack of a better millennial and term. And that's coming from a teenage dad. I've <laughs> I've got one for you here, Mr. Graham. We often talk about when you host a World Cup and you want to see a program progress and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, for the first time ever, I am not happy about that because fucking Qatar, right? Their, their God-given name, uh, won the Asian Cup on three fucking penalties. Yeah. Three Ugh. fucking penalties. Yeah. Uh, it's like... Uh, why are we awarding bad, rewarding bad behavior? Mm-hmm. I and still think just, we should have gone with Hunter. Uh, uh, yeah, um, that's what I got for you. Uh, well, other than that, next up is the EFL show where we're going to talk about everything that went on in the other divisions and some very interesting things happened in the championship uh, this weekend. Three very distinct, interesting stories. And then after that, we're going to do injury time where we preview the weekend's action. We talk about the beers we were drinking and catch up on our adopted club and of course talk about the beers sam how does somebody find patreon's uh little well since it's the only time it's the only time you've asked me to do this tonight so i think i need to pull the cleavage down and give a little shake like douglas louise there uh, because shimmy. it is uh patreon.com forward slash d football show uh and just sign up to that one five dollar tier you get all those extras um but yeah i've uh you know Figured I need to burn my mouth on that whore porridge or whatever the thing was. No, from the uh, the bear. <laughs> that, was, that was a crazy. Since it was the only time that I got to say it tonight. All right. 
Until next week, everybody. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Get the fucking new button!